Many of the stories in this series contain difficult subjects and traumatic events. Listener discretion advised. Next up, we have Ricardo. Now, working with Ricardo was probably one of the most interesting processes of the whole of the Opal Nights experience. As only being based in the city for about three months prior to taking part, I had the real honour, I have to really honour and credit Ricardo for putting himself in a situation whereby the landscape was still kind of relatively unknown for him. Not being able to spend a huge amount of time in the process as well, having started a new job, we always joked about Ricardo being a part-timer of the project. (laughs) But now, a few months down the line, it's great to see how he's integrated himself into Pompey with ease and grace. Here is Ricardo's story. I have a confession to make. I feel a bit uncomfortable um, because it's armchair. Uh, it's a splitting image of Josh, which I'm sitting on, which makes that slightly weird. Um, <laughs> I I couldn't get out of it last night. So if I'm sitting quite weirdly, it's because I'm still traumatized by that. Um, so if you do wonder, is he okay? Probably not. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk about my story. It's title control. Just like in the words of Janet Jackson, I can say that control now I've got a lot. Control to get what I want. Control, never gonna stop. Control, now I'm all grown up. I'm sorry for any Janet Jackson fans for that disservice of that amazing song. Um, So yes, my name is Ricardo Reverón Blanco, and I stand, I guess I'm sitting, uh, before you to tell you a story about control. I grew up in a tiny island in the Canary Islands, always wanting to escape. I wanted to take reins over my future to learn English, as back then I thought that speaking English equated to having the opportunity to travel and live like the characters I would read or even see on TV. Soon I learned that life isn't so predictable and those reins you try to diligently grab evade you, slithering away from your every grasp. These snake-like reins manifested in my life when a series of events led to my mother developing a chronic illness making her dependent of my father, brother, and me. I'm still in the process of recognizing how to take care of another human being. I've learned the hard way that compassion has a limit. And though I have immense love for my mother, I fight against waves of frustration when I see someone I love wave the white flag on life. I want to continually control the situation, but what I must be at peace with is sitting with impotence and knowing that I have no control over how one cares for themselves or the choices they make. I think this recurring theme of control has manifested into behaviors and attitudes to how I see life and want to grasp those slippery, slippery reins like holding on to dear life. From deciding to be sober to seeing a therapist weekly for over a year now and even moving to a completely new city to start anew in Portsmouth, I have realized that I do seek predictability in life. I mean, what an impossible task. 
I have had many failed relationships, cut people out of my life and vice versa, but I'm glad to know that I can fully admit to my failures and can see what cost each tie to cut loose. Perhaps no matter how tight you grasp those reins of life, you can never foresee when they will be severed. My latest relationship in particular was one of those that I'm sure we have all experienced, that pivotal turn in one's life that makes you think, well, that was shit. At the beginning, it felt like pure joy. I had the intensity that would make anyone feel like they're on top of the world. Visions of summery romance, hugs, deep connection, overseeing seascapes, dinners, passion, and a false sense of security. Then things took a turn, and a lack of healthy communication and honesty led to volatile behaviors that I'm not proud of. I felt intimidated, so I lied. I felt defenseless, so I would recoil. I felt misunderstood, so I would get angry. Then the unthinkable happened, where I found myself reciprocating violence in a scene of pure volatile anger. At that point, I realized the relationship was over, and I needed to think about how to take control over certain aspects of my life to ensure I am never found in a position where a violent relationship is one I ever find myself in. Funnily enough, said ex-boyfriend was a Janet Jackson fan. So perhaps all these ties and reins are tangled in a matrix of ongoing self-reflection. However, I'm thankful for it all, as it, taught me, as it taught me that having the resilience of holding so tightly and dearly to something, even when all odds were against it, it made me realize that control is not such a beautiful thing after all. And as I stand up here, even though I'm still sitting, <laughs> clutching this microphone, which I'm not holding, <laughs> With a tense and engaged core, I think to myself, perhaps the tension of grasping things so abrasively is a thing I must take control over, that in fact, I can find space to hold them, but that I should not hold them too tight. Thank you. And that was Ricardo's story. Uh, as we said, yeah, Ricardo really had the hardest job of all the participants. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, only being able to be around for kind of the end section of the rehearsals due to his work commitments. And he came in and he won the group over immediately. It took quite a while for the group to bond, but Ricardo seemed to just kind of gel almost instantaneously with everyone. Um, you'd always see him coming in with his signature jacket and scarf kind of <laughs> flying through the doors at the last minute and being extremely professional having a story almost ready to go yeah. it was really lovely to get to hear it and to get to know Ricardo and see him creating those relationships with people in the space as well absolutely and I think like you say landing in a new city and a new job and then throwing yourself into a project like this is, is something to really admire um, and I think it just feels like Ricardo has always belonged in Portsmouth now. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and I think that's, you know, credit to his participation and his warmth towards everybody else involved and also the group as a whole in terms of them being able to welcome anybody mm. into that space and support them. I think also thank you to the Very Ugly Chair for again yeah, helping bond everyone because yeah. Ricardo also hated the chair. Yeah. <laughs> So actually, Ricardo didn't say that he hated... I think he did, actually. He did say he hated the chair. He did say he hated the chair. I was trying to rewrite the narrative on the chair. Uh, it yeah. was comfy, as long as you don't mind, like, the chair, you know, eating your bum. Let's leave the chair alone. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thank you very much.